welcome everyone to the One More Game Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Jeremy Culver, a.k.a. Darcy, and with me is Texas's most wanted, Isaac Campos. Isaac, how you doing, man? I'm good, man. I'm happy to be here to record on definitely our first take. Um, the Dodgers just won, you know, their wild card game. They're going to take it all. I'm telling you right now, Jeremy, they're taking it all. Ooh. Basketball's about to start, you know, so I'm excited. Yeah, and I uh, saw the Lakers lost. That's awesome. It's preseason, man. Come on. <laughs> I'm Sorry, just, we'll get there. We'll I'm just get saying, there, you called out that the Dodgers won. I got to call out the Lakers lost. <laughs> <laughs> but it's preseason, man. Dodgers, I don't understand. Look, I'm, I'll tell you right now. I don't care about baseball until the Dodgers are in the playoffs, okay? But I looked at the standings. We got 106 wins, and we're in the wild card game. Like, what? The, we have the second best record in the league, and we're in the wild card game. I don't understand how that works, but I think it's something about divisions. Yeah, whatever. It is. it is about divisions. Yeah. <laughs> and they just unfortunately was in the same division as the team that had the best record in baseball. <laughs> so Yeah, we taking them out. We just you just watch. We taking them out next. All right. Well, uh we'll see we'll see how that goes. But uh other than that, how's things been? Uh good, man. I'm just here. Happy to I actually played some games this week, so oh. So well actually when we get to that segment, you'll be able to yeah, talk, about able to talk about something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, for myself, I've been it's been pretty good. We had uh, the the um, anniversary weekend. I finally felt better on Saturday. Took long enough, but I finally felt good enough to do some stuff. And then just spent a lot of time with with my wife, and we played a lot of video games together. I do have a funny story that I will talk about when it comes to uh, what you've been playing lately, but I'll save it for that segment. But it, uh, it just was really funny. But uh, overall. Uh, it was a good time, good week, and um, yeah, now I'm not sick for this episode, so hopefully I sound better than I did last <laughs> last episode. Last week, I noticed it at first, but then I think later on in the episode, you were fine. Well, that's that's just called, you know, grade A acting, and it's like I'm a professional. <laughs> Everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to here at the One More Game Podcast. This is a podcast that is centered around making sure you're informed on all the video game news happening all around the world. Whether it is PlayStation, Xbox, or Nintendo, if they're having stories that you need to know about, we'll make sure you know about it. When you guys are listening to this on your respective podcast services, please hit the follow button or the subscribe button, depending on what it is for that service. And if you're podcast service allows you to leave reviews please leave a five-star review and tell people why you love the one more game podcast because we enjoy bringing this to you each and every friday for you guys to tune into and as always if you're coming back here for the first time or sorry i should say if you're showing up for the first time thank you for joining us if you're back here and returning you know that we start every podcast off talking about what we've been playing lately so isaac since you actually played some video games this week what have you been playing lately <laughs> Okay, so I've come to the conclusion that, yeah, I'm just not in the mood for Deathloop right now. I played, you know, a couple hours more. Um, and I see where, where people love this game. I know in, I don't know, a, a month, a year, I don't know. Whenever I feel like playing this game, I'm going to love this game. Um, the game, once it opens up and it it, it it lets you do whatever you want with it in, in, in the sandbox end. You get to bring your loadouts in. It has a little bit of roguelike, right, with the whole loop thing, and then you have to start over. But you can bring over some some of that others that some of the gear that you have. Um, it has a I don't know if you've ever played the game Outer Wilds, but it reminded me of that, where it has like a little clue map. Like you find a clue, and then it'll like branch out. Oh, this means, you know, this could lead to something else. You could do that in the game. Like it'll have like a little a little map of the clues that you found, and it'll tell you, okay, you can go to each district. At a certain time, and you can figure this out. Um, and then the, the districts, the way they... Like, the first few hours, the districts don't really change. They're just kind of the same. But um, later into the game, as the days go by, they do start to change. And enemies will be placed in different areas. And it'll just be different. Um, so I do think it is a good game. I understand the reviews. Me, personally, I'm just... I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I think I'm just in a multiplayer mood right now. I just don't feel like playing that. Um... But yeah, the other thing I did play was the Battlefield beta. Yeah, um, how how is that? I haven't gotten to hop in yet. I haven't played. I haven't gotten a yeah, but I haven't played too much. But it just feels good to play Battlefield. I've like, I mean, I've said it here. I've always been a Battlefield guy over Call of Duty. I've never liked Call of Duty. Um, it feels like a mod or like a modern Battlefield would feel like. Um, the movement. Um, I didn't. I didn't like too much of Battlefield Five. 
but I, the one thing I did like about Battlefield Five is is the movement, and it, it feels like they brought that over into twenty forty two. Um, I mean, we're just kind of in a space where shooters are very mobile, right? In the world with Apex, Call of Duty, um, things like that. You you have to be Destiny's another one. It's just you're very mobile. Um, so it feels obviously you're not you're not flying around in Battlefield. Well, kind of. You have a grapple, <laughs> so you can kind of fly around, but. Um, yeah, it just feels good. I mean, you get in the vehicles, you shoot, you destroy buildings. The gunplay just feels solid. I mean, it's it's battlefield game gunplay. Um, it's just, it, I mean, it just feels good to be in a good battlefield. Cause I haven't, um, like I said, I didn't like Battlefield Five too much. Battlefield One was fine. I like the, you know, like the campaign stuff or the silhouettes. I forgot what they called them, or the vignettes, not the silhouettes, the vignettes. Um, but it's just the old timey games like World War One, World War Two, just don't interest me anymore. I like customizing my guns and putting scopes on them and grips and barrel attachments um and you can do that the the gun customization in battlefield has been like well in like the modern battlefield setting games has been great and it's no different in this one so um i'm gonna play a lot more this weekend um but yeah and then a lot of destiny of course yeah of course um yeah we'll have to definitely hop on uh battlefield together and also yeah. get in finally now that i'm feeling better too some lemnus gate uh, oh, yeah. because we we still haven't played that yet um so now i guess for myself i played a little bit of lemnus gate i don't remember if i talked about it last week but i played a little bit of lemnus gate i uh played two matches total and i'm two and oh and i made the second guy quit so i'm that good Isaac, just want you to know um, I that I, 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 I dominate, basically. <laughs> um, and yeah, so I had a lot of fun with it. Uh, the first time I played, it was the uh, mode. So it was 1v1. And it was the mode where uh, you kind of, it's basically like turn-based. You take turns. So like I would uh, use my character for 25 seconds. And then the opponent would use their character for 25 seconds. And for those that don't know... Uh, it uses this like time loop system. So um, in that turn-based mode, when it's not your turn, you get to fly basically a drone and kind of see what the opponent does. And then you can, of course, when it's your turn, decide if you want to try to counteract what they're doing or you could even just completely ignore it if you want to. Um, but I did that one in my first one. I completely dominated, but the guy for some reason decided to still do the second half um so he did end up making it a little bit closer in the second half but i still won by like 200 something points uh in the second time i played i ended up playing a simultaneous so in that one it's when the time goes both you and your opponent go at the same time for 25 seconds and then uh the the next character that you use goes in 25 seconds at the same exact time and of course your first character plays out so that one was a little bit different. I actually wasn't expecting that uh, version. I only knew about the turn-based one at first. And I ended up liking both of them, which I, I am glad about. I was hoping that I wouldn't feel more, um, I guess, a pull towards one version or the other. Now, of course, as I play, that might change. But I really liked that one. And yeah, that's the one where I made the other dude quit. He got 20 points. I had 300 points. And he was like, oh, second half? Not even trying it. This guy's too good. Quit. And I was like, told you. Um, anyway, so I played that. Relax. Uh, hey, I'm just, all right. Sorry. Yeah, sorry, I, mister. I didn't die you know, during well, the tutorial. We're going to 1v1. Yeah, we're going <laughs> to 1v1 in Limnus Gate. All right. Just sounds good. Putting that out there. I just want to make sure that, you know, everyone knows this guy didn't die during the tutorial of Deathloop. So he's real good. Um, but anyway, uh, what, the other thing that I did get to play, because, again, it was my anniversary weekend, um, I got to finally play a little bit more of the Great Ace Attorney Chronicles, uh, because that is the game that me and my wife are playing together, and I'm really enjoying it, uh, continue to enjoy it, uh, so as I've said before, in case you've missed it, the Great Ace Attorney Chronicles is technically a visual novel, but you're essentially a lawyer, and you have to defend yourself in court using clues and testimony and things of that nature to uh, you know either defend yourself or a client depending on the the mission that you're at um 
And then uh, further missions will have you also uh, not just doing the court parts, but you'll also be, like, investigating crime scenes, just trying to gather data and, of course, testimonies from various people that you might talk with on the map. Um, so, yeah, we we finished the second chapter, and the second chapter was definitely um, kind of heart-wrenching. Uh, not going to spoil anything, but I will say, like, a, a character that me and my uh, wife liked uh, dies, and you have to investigate that crime scene. So it was kind of like, oh man, that sucks. Uh, but the the funny story, so this is where I why I saved it for this, is we played this game, I think it was um, Saturday night, Sunday night, and Monday night, because I was off uh, until Wednesday. And <laughs> Saturday night and Sunday night, we would like do, you know, do our things around the house or whatever it got to time to to go uh you know do the sh- your shower kind of get ready for bed but then we always afterwards uh we would normally on a given night do our own thing so like i would go play video games and she may play video games or she'll watch a show but of course we were playing together and she was like okay let's play the great ace attorney i'm like perfect let's play i would turn it on and within 10 minutes she would fall asleep on the couch so that I'd have to stop. <laughs> this happened two nights in a row. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, so I'm like, I get in, and I'm like, playing. give her the controller. Well, that's the one problem that we do have is she's a faster reader than me. So like, we did originally have her have the controller, but like mm-hmm. when she would hit the A button to kind of skip, you know, go to the next dialogue, I would have like two or three more words to read, and I'm like, oh, you know, slow down. And she didn't like having to wait for me. So like. Oh, wow. Like she, that's why she gave me the controller. It was like, all right, you just control it. But yeah, within ten minutes, two nights in a row, fell asleep. And then the third night, within ten minutes, she almost fell asleep again. But I made her stay Jesus. up. <laughs> we, I made her stay up. We were able to to play more and finally finish the chapter. So it was. I'm sorry, it was I would have kept playing. Sorry, sorry, I would have kept playing, Darcy or Jeremy. You know what? I would have, but. You know, I, 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 it was the anniversary weekend. I can't be in the doghouse on the anniversary weekend. So we just got to go through, go through. And I just played my other games. Basically she went to bed. I'm like, all right, just save it. Turned on one of my other games. I was like, all right, I'll play this instead. Um, which usually was tales of Arise, which is really good, but I'll save that probably for next episode. Cause we've been talking about what we've been playing lately quite a bit and let's get into our gaming catalog. Cause we do have quite the list to go through, uh, Konami getting back into premium games, question mark, uh, Twitch gets hacked big time. Smash bros. Finally smash brothers. Ultimate re- reveals their final DLC character and Capcom is shifting their focus for gaming. We'll talk all about that and another story later on here on the One More Game podcast, but we're getting off with our main title, and that is Konami. Getting back into premium games? This is an article coming from GameSpot, and it is from Eddie Makuch. I'm sorry, Mac. Eddie, if I spelled or pronounced that last name wrong, I really apologize. But the title is Konami is working on a new Metal Gear, Silent Hill, and Castlevania games. And this is, of course, reportedly. Um, so let's go from right here at the article. New details have come to light regarding future games from Konami. It sounds like the studio is ramping up its premium game development, and this could include a Castlevania reimagining, multiple new Silent Hill games, and a remake of Metal Gear Solid 3. This information comes from reporter Andy Robinson over at the Video Game Chronicles, who shared the details on their VGC Off the Record podcast, and then published a story, of course, later on VGC. After internal restructure and soul-searching within the company, Konami reportedly chose to ramp up premium game development, and this will include, according to Robinson, those new installments and remakes in some of the franchises, including Metal Gear, Castlevania, and Silent Hill. Now, Robinson said the Castlevania game is a, quote, reimagining of the series, and that an internal studio in Japan is developing it alongside external partners in Japan as well. Additionally, a remake of Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater is in development. Um, that is an, an and an unnamed studio is working on this game. Uh, the game is likely still in early development. GameSpot has also heard about the Metal Gear Solid 3 remake 
While Eurogamer reported that Konami has mold a new version of Metal Gear Solid 3 for some time. Um, and then also, there is apparently a Metal Gear project to be in the works at Virtuous, the Singapore-based studio um, that's worked on a series of high-profile game port and ports, including Dark Souls and The Outer Worlds for Switch. Uh, and then finally, before I get over to you, uh, multiple Silent Hill games are now in the works, one of them being outsourced to a prominent Japanese developer. All of the said projects will begin uh, to be announced sometime in 2022, according to Andy Robinson. Now, GameSpot tried to contact Konami to get details on the push, but Konami, of course, did not respond to it. I do have to ask you, Isaac, how excited are you for Konami looking to, in some formal way, let's just say it's not even exactly what they're saying but maybe looking to do something with metal gear solid uh silent hill and castlevania games and then two which one are you most uh i guess enticed or excited for i'd be super excited for metal gear um yeah out of the three metal gears my favorite i don't like silent hill i don't like horror um but it, i mean it's a cool franchise castlevania it, i mean it's inspired a lot um of other you know games and i mean it has a whole genre kind of named after it well castlevania and metroid you know like the metroidvania stuff um so yeah i mean it, it's exciting to see at least potentially that they'll be making this metal gear solid 3 i've never played metal gear solid 3 um but yeah i know a lot of people love it uh i do think it's weird that they konami just kind of up and left you know, they just kind of, after the whole Kojima situation, they just kind of up and left for, I don't know, how long has it been? Like five, six years? It's been quite a and while I, now. Yeah. Um, but I do hope that they put a good amount of effort into into developing these games because, you know, I don't know if you've seen it, Jeremy, but this eFootball that just came out, I was kind of <laughs> looking forward to it. <laughs> and it's really bad. So, yeah. I mean, again, I'm, and this is going to be a thing we say every every episode now. We're not developers, but how hard is it just to copy Pez, right? Per Evolution Soccer and make it like, you know, a, a freemium game, a free to play game. Yeah. I don't know. At least the the character models. Like, cause... Yeah. And <laughs> like the physics. The I don't know. I don't know what's going on over there, but hopefully, you know, they put more effort into it and with the quote saying we were so we were soul searching i mean you know i i kind of feel like that that means yeah they're gonna put a good amount of effort into this uh, but this also kind of because they mentioned that the silent one of the silent hill games is is being you know um outsourced to another premium japanese developer mm -hmm. and there was those rumors that kojima's back on board right so that'd be exciting if you're a horror fan i guess but i don't know it, if it's so it's it's such a weird situation that happened that we and we never got you know clarity on what exactly happened and why they split up. Um, so maybe they could make up, maybe not. Maybe this rumor is true. That'll be exciting. I think that part is not gonna happen. I just can't imagine with yeah. how like publicly how rough that breakup was. I it mean, was. it got to the point where Jeff Knightley literally on the video game awards like said to koji or to konami like free kojima um so i don't think <laughs> i don't think that that's gonna you yeah, know it's no. gonna come over smoothly but you know i would hope so because again uh obviously uh having kojima on silent hill project would be really really cool um i i would say for i'm right there with you the one i would be most excited even though i really like silent hill is the metal gear games um is because, like, I really still to this day absolutely love Metal Gear 2, um, Sons of Liberty. Like, I love yes. that that entry. Um, you know, and funny enough, like, you talked about Metal Gear Solid 3. Like, a lot of people love it. It's It sounds bad, but, like, that is the one that I don't like the most. And part of it could be, like, I still think to this day maybe I just hit a glitch and I did not know it. Because I couldn't progress that game. I literally got to a part where you're, like, walking down the the river and there was like a tree branch and uh i've been told by so many people who played the game is like when you get to the tree branch there's supposed to be like you press x and then you kind of like hop the tree branch and it a cutscene plays but for me there was no button prompt like i literally just got to the tree branch and that was it 
and I was stuck there. And I went back all the way thinking I was like, maybe I turned somewhere wrong. Maybe I missed something. No, if I couldn't, I couldn't advance it. So I I never got to really play Metal Gear Solid 3 for that reason. Um, So hopefully if it comes out, I would get to play it finally and actually get past that tree branch. (laughs) I was just going to say, it just sounds like you're bad at video games. Whoa, no, no, no. I am definitely very good. Remember, I made people quit and learn to skate. Um, but, but no, I um, I, I kind of had a feeling or an inclination that Konami might be going down this road of trying to get back into premium games or at least trying to get gamers back on their graces because they've had quite a bit of announcements when it comes to uh, games and even if they're not, you know, premium games like top of the line like this, but just still they've had a lot more game announcements uh in my memory uh in recent times than it since that very public breakup with uh kojima and the even though i wanted to play it i still haven't but the atrocious uh metal gear survive game uh there was like a large gap where there just felt like there wasn't much coming from konami and then as of late there's been a lot of announcements um and one of them i don't remember what the name of it is right now but it's basically like a multiplayer detective game with sherlock holmes uh, but it's like in a digital space i was in the beta or alpha for it i know i can't talk about it per se and like the actual thoughts but i don't remember what the name of that game was um but yeah like they've had those things in in recent memory so cool i hope that's good i still want to get into the castlevania games so maybe this if this is going on this new entry i will get into it but i've just never really popped into them i guess so like i don't know i always felt like castlevania it was just kind of i don't know almost out of date until bloodborne came out and then i was like Bloodborne is basically a modern Castlevania to me. Okay. Like the way I see, yeah, like just the way you can kind of traverse the, uh, well, one like you know the Victorian setting or whatever kind of looks like Castlevania, but the way you can go back and forth, um, the, like the level design, um, the way it loops back around to this to similar areas, um, where you used to be, um, that always felt like like Bloodborne was always like oh this 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 is kind of kind of what like a modern Castlevania would be like. Hmm, okay, Isaac, do you hear that? What's that? That's the numerous Castlevania fans typing furiously at you and yelling at you. So I just wanted you to be aware of that. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> but all right, we're going to go on to our next topic here uh, because I feel like that was a great way to end that that segment. Is we're going <laughs> to talk about Twitch right. basically leaking, getting everything leaked from them. Uh, we're going over to the Video Game Chronicles uh, here. This is an article written by Chris Scullion, and it is titled... The entirety of Twitch has reportedly been leaked, and it goes as follow. An anonymous hacker claims to have leaked the entirety of Twitch, including its source code and user payout information. The user posted a 125-gigabyte torrent link to 4chan on Wednesday, stating that the leak was intended to foster more disruption and competition in the online video streaming space because their community is a disgusting, toxic cesspool. That's exactly what it says. Uh, VGC can verify that the files mentioned on 4chan are publicly available to download as described by the anonymous hacker. And later on, uh, it also Twitch had put out an update confirming the leak, saying, quotes, we can confirm a breach has taken place. Our teams are working with urgency to understand the extent of this. We will update the community as soon as additional information is available. Thank you for bearing with us. Um, Through this, uh, all of this, these are the contents that were leaked in that data. So one, the entirety of Twitch's source code with comment history going all the way back to its early beginnings. Uh, Creator payout reports from 2019. Mobile desktop and console Twitch clients. Propriety SDKs and internal uh, Amazon... uh, AWS is the Amazon Cloud Service, uh, which is used by Twitch. Uh, quote, every other property that Twitch owns, end quote, which includes IGDB and CurseForge. An unreleased Steam competitor codenamed Vapor from Amazon Game Studios and Twitch internal red teaming tools, which are, de- which are designed to improve security by having staff pretend to be hackers. Uh, some Twitter users have started making their way through the 125 gigabytes of information that was leaked, uh, claiming that the torrent also includes encrypted 
encrypted passwords and recommending that users enable two-factor authentication to be safe. And of course, people are being asked to change their passwords just in case because of the leak. And Twitch had also um, wiped all of the Steam keys. So if you do stream, you or stream keys, sorry. So if you do stream, you may need to get your new stream key and plug it into your streaming software. Um, then there's a number of things, but also I want to get to it. Finally, the leaked documents allegedly show the popular streamers such as Shroud, Nick Burks, and Dr. Lupo and what they've earned from working on the popular streaming platform. What it doesn't include is money that streamers have earned outside of Twitch, which includes merchandise, YouTube revenue, sponsorship, and external donations. Despite this caveat, the list that shows 81 streamers have been paid more than 1 million by Twitch since August of 2019. Um, and there's a number of things, and I know a lot of people got upset about that part. Uh, and there's a bunch. Like, I would just recommend, guys, go read this article. It's it's fully, uh, very lengthy. Uh, but Isaac, passing it over to you, what was your first reaction when you saw the Twitch uh, reported leak and then the... I don't know if you did see it, but I guess the outrage that some people had about the amount of money that these streamers were making. Right. So when I first saw this headline and it read the entirety of Twitch, I was like, what does that even mean? Like the entirety of Twitch. And then no, when you look into it, I mean, you just listed it, the entire source code and payout information and all this other stuff and, and, and things that they're working on. So that that's actually insane. Um, I also want to point out that this guy who's posting on 4chan called the Twitch community a toxic cesspool. That's kind of <laughs> weird. It is a little <laughs> ironic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the, the entire is like, how does this even happen? Like your entire source code, it's just, just got, just got, it's not even a leak. It's a, I mean, like, it's just, it's just the whole bucket. Right. Um, uh, yeah. But the, 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 the uh, as far as the payments and people being upset, like, with a lot of these guys have their Twitch count, you know, like their 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 sub count. I mean, um, displayed on on full display. So like, you just kind of do the math and you get those numbers. So I don't, I don't understand why people are surprised by this. Mm -hmm. um, I also like that <laughs> if you look at like at the top ten. I don't know if you ever followed this, but like a lot of uh, you know, with the whole um, what was it called the the, the jacuzzi the jacuzzi streams the, that was happening yeah, on the, Twitch. The, the swimming um, the swimming streams or whatever right right a lot of people hot were tub like streams, oh, that's what it was yeah the hot tub streams there you go um a lot of people were all oh all the all these you know usually smaller twitch streamers you know they'll be like oh they're taking all the views they're taking all the money i, th I think maybe one of them was up there right like, yeah one so yeah so i mean these numbers are not surprising to me um but I, I just got to know, Jeremy, where are you on this list? You top 10, top 50? Where are you at? Um, you know what? Uh, I, I actually asked my agent to delete my name from that list. So that's gotcha. why I'm not there. Okay. Okay. But yeah. But yeah, I mean, this, this I mean, the entirety of Twitch is, is just wild to me. I don't understand how this happens. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's pretty crazy, Um, you know, with with that being said you know like like you said when i first read the entirety was leaked i'm like right there with you what the heck do you mean the entirety of twitch and then it's like yeah they they leaked the source code all the way back to its beginnings so like that's back when it was just in tv like i yeah or at least that's what it alludes to me that this goes all the way back to when it was just in tv not twitch uh, which that is a lot of uh, information and source code to to reveal in my opinion um when it comes to the the twitch payouts like you said i mean the the math is there for you to do but also the thing that i don't get personally is we we really like when we get uh you know entertainment from tv shows from going to sporting events from watching you know esports things of that nature uh but for some people they still find streamers people who are streaming um like not worth the money that they make you know and i and i'm not trying to say that they shouldn't be paid you know i think for instance one of them uh was listed at like since since august of um august of 2019 um yeah like uh xq i don't even know how you actually say his name but xq like he's XQ. gotten 
XQC, like, he's gotten paid $8 million. Like, that's a ton of money. But with that still being said, he provides hours upon hours upon hours of content for people to enjoy on there. And a I will guarantee a number of that is going to be Twitch Prime subscriptions. So, again, like, technically, that's not any money out of your pocket that goes directly to him. I mean, of course, your money is going to, you know, Amazon Prime. But, um, you know, that is a $5 subscription that goes to him um for for that that you get for free that you don't have to pay every month and it's one of those things of you know what if that's if that's how you get paid get paid you know that's their job that's what they do for a living and if you have a problem with it don't watch them don't support them then like go support somebody else that you you like and stuff but if they got to get paid get paid entertainers like you said it's just, it's just like any any other form of entertainment whether it's sports actors just any type of entertainment, that's what they do. Also, I want to clarify, did you call XQC Winston because he used to play Winston when he was a pro? No, I did not call him Winston. <laughs> oh, I, I heard Winston. <laughs> okay, never mind. Oh, I don't know where you heard Winston then, but uh, now I know that. I knew he was a Dallas Fuel guy, but I didn't watch the Overwatch League, so I had no clue what he played. And I don't watch XQC, so like I, I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, uh, I heard I, Winston somewhere. I, okay, my bad. Maybe, maybe I, maybe I did somehow say Winston, and I just am that good. Like I can even know what he played <laughs> without watching it because I'm that good. You know, again, I make people quit and let them escape. Just so you're yeah, aware yeah, that I'm that good. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I, uh, I think you know, I guess it comes down to it, and from my opinion. Um, quit being salty on how people make their money. You know, it's, if you want to, if you want to be like that, work hard, you know, work hard and make that happen. You're, some of you are not going to be as lucky, of course, as like XQC, where he's a really good player, was a former professional player. And of course got a following from that. But, you know, you can, if you want to make money like that, work hard, you know, be a character, market yourself, put yourself in a position to be able to do that. But I digress. Now, let's talk about something that actually is both sad and amazing. And that is Smash Bros. Ultimate's final DLC character is here. And we're going to IGN for this. And this is an article written by Joe Screbbles. And it is, the final DLC character is Sora from Kingdom Hearts. Super Smash Bros. Ultimate's last ever DLC character will be Sora from Kingdom Hearts. Announced by series creator Masahiro Sakurai in a, quote, final presentation, a new trailer referencing the original Smash Bros. Ultimate reveal. It showed Mario throwing a fireball that opened a portal, bringing Sora into the world of Smash Bros. Sora will be added to the game on October 18th and will cost $5.99 US dollars as a standalone or will be part of the fighter pass volume 2 if you bought that. Sakurai says Sora's controls are relatively straightforward, but he will remain distinct from other characters. He's built for airborne combat, but his weakness is weight. He weighs less than Young Link or Isabel, meaning you'll want to avoid hits. As you'd expect, his basic attacks utilize the Keyblade, and several attacks are designed to hit enemies in the air, allowing you to begin air combos. Sora can also use some of Kingdom Hearts' magic. Some are used for damage, while others are used as cosmetic-only taunts. The aim is for Sora to control as much as possible like he did in the original Kingdom Hearts. There are some other things that are going on uh, in this, so again, I would recommend you go to read it, but just to add a little bit of extra things, um, when Sora gets added, he will be included with English and Japanese voiceovers, and you're also going to get nine Kingdom Hearts songs into the soundtrack, as well as you, uh, let's see here. And for those who play Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory, your save data will grant you one additional song. And then, of course, there will be a stage to match with Sora, um, which is based around Hollow Bastion, the castle Mal Maleficent inhabits towards the end of the original Kingdom Hearts. Um, the other thing I did want to mention as part of this is in all these DLC characters, they also add a, uh, costumes for your me fighters if you want to create a me fighter. And the long, uh, I guess, requested me fighter costume, or at least character, uh, Doom Slayer from Doom is going to be in there. So you can finally have your love with Isabel and Doom Slayer guy in Super Smash Bros. Uh, Isaac, 
I don't know if you're a Smash Bros guy because I don't know we've I know you've talked about it, but like how big of a Smash Bros person are you and like how excited were you to see the final character being Sora? I love Smash Brothers, but it's just that their online sucks and I have nobody else to play with or else I would play this a lot. Um but I mean Smash Bros it's just it's just it's just it has to be the greatest crossover in 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 any game, right? I mean, I guess you can throw in Fortnite in there, but Fortnite they're just skins, right? Like all the mm-hmm. all the all the things they do, they don't do anything different. Um Smash Bros, you know, they got 89 characters. 89 characters split. when once Sora gets added, when yes, Sora gets added. 89 characters. And yeah, some of them are what do they call them? Echo characters, so they yes. play very similar, but still that's a large roster. Um so yeah, I love Smash. I wish their online was better. Uh, you, Nintendo, get on it and just just fix it. You know, I'd, I'd, I'd be the number one Smash player in the world. Just telling you right now. <laughs> All right, but uh, um, I think MK Leo as, has a uh, has a little uh, a head start on you on that. That <laughs> never, never heard of him. Never heard of him. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Sora, I mean, I'm not a Kingdom's Hearts guy. Um, so it, it, uh, the the announcement, I just thought, I mean, I thought it was a cool trailer. Um, I mean, they the, Smash has a lot of cool trailers, right? Like. Not not all of them are fantastic, but but this one was a really good reveal. Um, I saw a lot of people get excited, like really excited for Sora. Um, and apparently, this is a thing that people have been asking about for a yes. while. Because I, I saw something like, "Oh, it finally happened" or something. Um, I didn't know that. Like I said, I'm not a Kingdom Hearts guy, so. But I mean, it's cool. Um, hopefully, you know, he's a good character. I'm, I'm just looking at this roster right now, Jeremy. Jesus Christ. Yeah. But yeah. um. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'd be there. If you want to try Smash one day, I'm down to try it. But you, you, you remember how that Mario Party situation? Yeah, we'll goes. see how it goes. Cause I've played, I've played Smash against a number of friends. Uh, mm-hmm. but distance wise from here to you might be the furthest I've tried yeah. with, with uh, online Smash Bros. So we'll see, we'll see how it goes. But yeah, I'm right there with you. Um, I'm extremely excited because I love Kingdom Hearts. So, um, you know it's it's one of those things like you're right this has been requested for a long time essentially to my knowledge the the t- amount of time that it's been requested or to again to my memory was when um cloud got added to super smash bros wii u and when cloud got added it finally kind of opened the door opened the eyes to the fan base of oh my god we could get square enix um ip in this game and so then kingdom hearts of course instantly came to mind because of the you know the disney aspect and of course also with uh you know the mario uh back and forth so it was one of those things of iconically you know you would have you know think people would ask for you know mickey but it was it was sora and so he'd been almost at every reveal is you know add sword to the game add sword to the game so it's crazy that yes the final character is going to be sora um i'm excited for it and i also do want to go back to what you said i do agree that you know not all reveals are great by smash bros but in my opinion still like hands down super smash bros nails those reveals over and over like more often than they miss and they're just so well done in the mo for the most part uh and i am i felt the the sora trailer was right there as well yeah. it was do you it was remember a great one. the do you remember the initial reveal trailer and how good that was yes where it was like inkling running around and you, you everybody what well, i don't remember if it was 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 um god what's that game called for where inkling is from uh, a splatoon uh, Splatoon. I don't remember if a Splatoon two was out yet, but everybody was thinking it was a new Splatoon, and then it j- they just look into the sky and you see the the Smash logo in fire in the air. It, it was so good. Yeah, yeah, they're one of the best of the, these reveal trailers. Yeah, they do they do an amazing job with it. Um, so yeah, that it's cool that it's also coming out October eighteenth. You know, it's not a huge wait because, for instance, use let's use Street Fighter for in, uh, example. Whenever they reveal a character, it's like awesome. You got to wait like four months <laughs> before you can finally or play Arxis. that character. Yeah. Arxis does like these twenty second trailers, and it's like, what are you doing? Like. Uh... Yeah, I, I get so annoyed when they reveal in, in Dragon Ball Z and in, in well, I haven't seen it in Guilty Gear, but in Dragon Ball Z, they used to release these like 10 second trailers. It was so annoying. Yeah, and then it's literally like months you got to wait before you can finally yeah. get your hands on that character. <laughs> so, yeah, it's cool that it's October 18th is coming. I, I do want to ask you, though, because, again, 
uh, Sakurai had said that for Smash Bros. Ultimate, this is the last character. So that's why we all know that Sora is the final DLC character for Smash Bros. Ultimate. And he's also gone on record saying that if there's another Super Smash Bros., uh, there will not be a roster this large again. It'll be it'll go back to a smaller roster like you had on um, like Super Smash Bros. Wii U and and Melee and things of that nature. Brawl. Um, so my question to you though, Isaac, is Sakurai has already said, with that being said as well, that he's taking a break. He's not stopping game development, but he's taking a break. He do said that you, before, right? Do you think that... Yeah, he did take a break because of health reasons a while right. ago. But, like, uh, apparently he has said numerous times, you know, leading up to this final character, that after the final character, he's taking a break. He's not done with uh, making games, but he is taking a break. My question is, do you think that this is the last of Super Smash Bros. with Sakurai? No, I feel like this dude's been. I feel like Nintendo is not letting this guy go, <laughs> like until until he, I don't know, until he's dead or something. Because I I feel like Sakurai has been trying to distance himself from Smash before. Um, I don't remember. I just feel like I've seen quotes of him saying, oh, "Okay, I'm I'm just done." Um, but yeah, I mean, nah. I, I think we'll see another one when the next the Switch Two. What it's probably not gonna be the Switch Two, but whatever whatever comes out. In the next console, there'll be another Smash and Sakurai will be there. All right. I see. I don't know only because of like, you got to imagine Ultimate took a lot out of that. This must have been, oh my goodness, like, this must have been a pain in the ass. Just to imagine just the business side of this with all these licenses. Oh, yeah. Imagine trying to bring this back. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not even surprised he's saying it's not going to be. And I don't think anybody should be upset about that because this is. I can't, I can't even believe I'm looking at this list right now. I have the roster and it, I still can't believe this is a real thing. Yeah. Like the, the amount of characters in this game. So yeah, that's not surprising. Sakurai will be back. Just book it. My my hope though is if this is the last uh Sakurai headed Smash Bros entry is I hope that they find a way to go in and fix the online to make it better and make this have a easier long lasting um legacy versus having to have you know the fans try to create some uh you know thing to to make it work and then have nintendo s send out the cease and desist letters all the time <laughs> you know like, <laughs> yeah, just, this is nintendo i don't know just, man nintendo doesn't care about the online i don't get it but they need to obviously they uh do. Especially for a game like Smash Bros. I mean, people really love it. So, like, don't get me wrong. It's not like, oh, you know, the online's not going to work. But it's just for, like, fans to just continue to have nonstop enjoyment. They got, we got to get that better online system. So, you know, one company that does or has been shifting their viewpoints when it comes to their games, that's Capcom. And then they've come out now publicly and say they are shifting their focus when it comes to their games. We're heading over to the VGC Video Game Chronicles. This is from Andy Robinson. I didn't report his article earlier because I knew I was going to bring him up later. But Andy Robinson says here, Capcom says it will make PC its main platform going forwards. And I already hear Isaac doing a little happy dance over in his side of the microphone. Uh, it goes as follows. Capcom intends to make PC its, quote, main platform in the years to come. Uh, that's according to the company's COO, Haruhiro Tushiomoto, who told Japanese publication uh, Nikkei that the Re Resident Evil and Monster Hunter firm will, quote, mainly focus on PC software going forward. The execs indicated that Capcom hopes to increase PC software sales to the point where the platform makes up half of all sales by the end of the year. Uh, it goes, quote, PC is driving global sales. We have recently stated that we will make the PC our main platform. At this year's Tokyo Game Show, we focus on exhibiting the PC version of Monster Hunter Rise, and I think people will be able to experience the change in our approach. Uh, Tushiomoto went on to suggest that the focus on PC was in reaction to both an increase in digital sales of legacy titles um, and a rise in Japanese PC use during the pandemic. Uh, going back to that legacy titles, Tushiomoto said uh, Resident Evil 7 still sells over 1 million copies a year. 
Uh, quote, the pandemic is changing the way people look at PCs. Smartphones are convenient, but their screens are small and their touch panels are difficult to operate. So they are not suitable for home working or school classes. I think PCs will be the next big thing after smartphones. Uh, the PC can also play high quality games. So the number of PC users should increase as understanding of the PC increases. Um, he kind of goes on and says more. I also wanted to make a quick mention talking about Monster Hunter Rise. That is going to be releasing on PC on January 13th. It is already currently out for Switch. The PC version will include 4K visuals and ultra-wide display support, as well as voice chat functionality. And a demo for the PC version is going to release on October 13th. Isaac, your thoughts that Capcom is going to look at PC as hopefully half of their sales moving forward. That was surprising. I mean, the, the whole them focusing on PC, that of course that made me happy. I'm a PC guy. I love getting all the frame rates, you know, all of them. Um, but yeah, half of your sales, that's wild. Um, that kind of leads me to believe that if, if they think they can do that, then more publishers um, will focus more on the PC side. Because, you know, there's, there's some publishers like Take Two, I think, and, and um, there's other ones that they, they, they put games on PC, but they're, they're just bad ports. Um, and this also makes me think of maybe Sony. I don't know. Maybe that's why they're, you know, they're starting to put their games out on PC. They're seeing that there's a lot of people buying games on PC, um, which was not the belief, you know, I don't know, 10 years ago when everybody, when I felt like everybody thought, oh, if you put your game on PC, it's just going to be pirated. Um, it'll be cracked and pirated. Um, so yeah, this makes me very happy. Um, Capcom, especially from Capcom, because I've been, um, you know, I've been happy about their 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 output the last few years. You know, with Resident Evils, um, seven, eight, and the remakes, um, Devil May Cry, Monster Hunter World. I loved um, when when Monster Hunter World came to the PC at first. It had some issues, but I think the the I think they understand like what the PC people want because they didn't have like a lot of key binding options. The input, the mouse and keyboard input, just it, like the mouse specifically was like slightly delayed because. I don't know. It felt like they were doing some weird emulation, like it was trying to emulate the controller. Um, but I think they've learned from that because they passed it out really quick. Um, so, yeah, this makes me very excited for future Capcom projects. Um, I do own Resident Evil 2, but then I got too scared to play it. So <laughs> maybe maybe don't play too many Resident Evil games on PC. But, you know, Devil May Cry. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm excited for this and hopefully more developer or publishers see that, you know, it is worth it to focus on PC and make good ports. Um, um, because yeah, if, if you don't, if you don't make a good port, you, you'll, you'll, you'll know it firsthand on the, on the Steam reviews, right? Like it will Steam be reviews. Steam bombed as <laughs> yeah. fast as if, as if you yeah. can even say you put Steam a bad review. port out. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, this yeah, this makes me happy. Uh, before I give my thoughts real quick, are you going to check out the Monster Hunter Rise or are you Monster oh, yeah. Huntered out? No, no, no. I, I mean, I played Monster Hunter World a lot when it came out. And then um, I played a little bit of the DLC Iceborne, I think it was called. Yes. And then I haven't played much since then. So, okay. oh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm looking forward to Rise. Yeah, I, uh, I have Rise on Switch and I've only played right. it a, a, a little bit. And now... I've never played Monster Hunter on PC, so I will check out the demo and just see how it how it feels yeah. compared to the Switch version. Uh, the Switch version actually handles very well, um, really? but it's one of those things for me where I I like I like Monster Hunter, but I have always said I'm a God Eater fan. I like how God Eater plays they're they're essentially when it comes to monster hunting and um you know resource you know um farming monster hunter and God Eater are the same game you know for those that don't know the the two genres they're essentially the same game but how I always looked at it is monster hunter is more like calculated uh and you and strikes and stuff take longer to do while god eater is more faster paced and um and about big movements and mobility uh type of thing so i've always been a big god eater person um and i really liked monster hunter uh world i really liked iceborne when i got that and i was like super excited for rise and then i just got it and i was like you know what? This kind of reminds me why I'm such a God Eater fan. <laughs> I just felt so, I just felt like it was still like just too too much for me, you know, too slow. Um and then 
also I have a huge backlog had to bring that up on the episode and uh you know of course it just kind of fell by the wayside so like it's sitting there uh not getting played but so yeah so it's got here like you can just kind of hack and slash away because I know what you mean by monster hunter you you can like you have to pace yourself you can't just button mash and swing away at the at the at the you know at the monster um, so is, is God Eater like a hack and slash game? Uh, so no, there still is like a stamina bar per se, like when you do mm-hmm. the attacks and stuff, but it fills up way quicker. Um, and then the other thing is, again, it's just, it's just faster mobility. So like how I look at, for yeah. instance, with Monster Hunter, like especially if you use, let's say the long sword, you hit the attack button to attack or you do like a long chain combo and there's like this huge wind up, you know, type of thing to, to hit. And like if the monster moves, your guy will still just kind of like swing into no man's land whereas with god eater it's like you can quickly adjust and attack and do you know things of that nature like like it's just it's just i've always just been more of a god eater person yeah i like how you bring up the long sword and talk about how slow it is when it's one of the one of the more one of the faster male weapons. <laughs> I use the, a lot I use the long sword, man, and like, yeah, yeah dude, it just sometimes it's like, yo, like, <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah, <laughs> like the monster moved a second ago. Stop swinging into no man's land. Like, turn around real quick. But man, uh, you see how big those swords are, man. They got them. I know, it I, takes a hey, lot. I get it. He's, it's mo- you know momentum. All right, Sir Isaac Newton <laughs> okay. taught me that, so I know okay. I understand it. All right, um, but. But yeah, I want to say though, I'm I'm happy about this. I it's well known around our circle, including you. I am a console gamer through and through. While I love my PC, and of course I want to make my PC the best PC possible, I still prefer to like kind of sit on my couch and play console games. I definitely like as much as the Steam achievements are cool. I still don't think it. You know, it will ever get me as excited as the the stupid PlayStation trophies, which I like when it first rolled out, thought would never entice me, but it did. Um, so like I, I am a console gamer through and through, but I love the fact that they're going to be focusing on PCs because, like you said, now the PC ports or the PC versions, at the very least, are going to be hopefully clean and well done to the point where I am actually going to be able to sit here more often than not and go, do I get the PC version or do I get the console version? Um, Like, which one do I actually prefer to play? And I've always been, you know, especially as of late, I kind of play depending on where I'm at that night, depending on, you know, if my wife is wanting to watch TV or not, I'm at the computer, or if she's doing stuff, then I'm at out at the couch on the the consoles. But um, I just think this is awesome. Though the... I made the mention when it came to studio acquisitions and the last episode, uh, just the option and opportunity for people to play games wherever they want to is, is kind of what I, what I prefer. Of course, you got to have your exclusives, uh, but Capcom, they're not a console maker. So, you know, do make PC your main platform, but I will agree with you though. Um, half, half the sales at PC, that's, that's a tall tale. I, uh, I, I don't know if they'll be able to pull that off. At least, definitely not anytime soon. I think consoles are still going to just dominate for them in sales. But it's a lot. It's yeah, it's it's crazy. Um, so now we got to go to one sad news. This happened uh, uh very very recently, and I wanted to put this in here um because of the fact of the legacy that was left behind, but. Uh, we're going to Gamatsu uh, for this article. This is Sal Romano. Um, I really like Gamatsu. If you haven't checked them out, I know I don't bring them up often here on the podcast, but Gamatsu is a uh, website that I really, really love that do a lot of translation of Japanese uh, press releases, so you get a lot of insights from there. But it is Dragon Quest series composer Koichi Sugiyama dies at age 90. Uh, Dragon Quest series composer... Koichi Sugiyama passed away on September 30th due to septic shock. Uh, the official Dragon Quest blog reported he was 90 years old. Now, Sugiyama he's, was credited as the oldest video game composer, according to Guinness World Records, had composed more than 500 songs for the Dragon Quest series, starting with the original game back in 1986. His final job was composing the music for the upcoming release of Dragon 
Dragon Quest XII, The Flames of Fate. Uh, funeral services by Sugiyama were held by close family and friends. Square Enix plans to hold a memorial gathering at some point in the future, but a date has yet to be decided. Uh, Isaac, I don't know how much you... Uh, are a fan of the Dragon Quest series or RPGs in general, but just, I, I guess, what was your reaction to hearing, especially this, the world, the oldest video game composer, um, you know, I guess, surprisingly passing away recently? Yeah, I mean, when when I, when I saw it, it's always sad, you know, when someone passes. Um, 90 years old is, you know, I, I feel like he's lived a full life. Mm-hmm. Um, but, 1986 since 1986 he's been working on or composing for dragon quest over the last year i've had like four jobs i can't even imagine working for you know (laughs) one company for um you know 30 plus years um but yeah like i said it's always sad when someone passes and um but yeah i mean he left a hell of a legacy behind yeah and also i just think it's crazy you know the fact that he was still composing music for the upcoming game. I mean, the up, the game got announced, uh, I think it was last year. Um, so there's still no, you know, gameplay reveal or announced release dates or anything. But, you know, at 90 years old was still working, still doing his job. And, and you know, Dragon Quest's music is very iconic. Uh, you know, I know that video game music is becoming more and more iconic as you have the various um, entries uh, and and fandoms grow. But definitely, um, you know, the at least the the main theme of Dragon Quest is very iconic, and most people recognize that. If you're a JRPG fan, um, even the, in the slightest, you recognize that as soon as the trumpets hit. Oh, this is Dragon Quest music. So, um, you know, again, our condolences to the uh, Sugiyama family. And, you know, as well as, uh, you know, thank you so much, Koichi, for all of the the music that you've composed over the various years. Um, So with that being said, we don't know when Dragon Quest XII, The Flames of Fate, are going to release. But what we do know is what is coming out next week. And it starts with today. Friday, October 8th, we have Metroid Dread for Switch, Tetris Effect Connected for Switch, and the Nintendo Switch OLED. On Monday, October 11th, we have Book of Travels for PC. On Tuesday, October 12th, we have Back for Blood for PS5, Xbox Series, PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Disco Elysium The Final Cut for Xbox Series, Xbox One, and Switch. Monster Crown for a PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Ori The Collection for Switch. On Wednesday, October 13th, Isaac's favorite game in the world, Slender The Arrival on iOS and Android. On Thursday, October 14th, Dungeon Encounters for PlayStation 4, Switch, and PC. The Jackbox Party Pack 8 for PlayStation 5, Xbox Series, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Drift Breaker for PlayStation 5, Xbox Series, and PC. A Little Golf Journey for PC and Switch, Godstrike for PS4, Xbox One, Rune Raiders for PC and Switch, and then on Friday, October 15th, we have the Crisis Remaster Trilogy for PS5, Xbox Series, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Switch, Demon Slayer, the game, I'm going to just say because I'm not going to pronounce those those right, uh, but Demon Slayer, the Hinokami Chronicles, PlayStation 5, Xbox Series, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC, NHL 22 for PS5, Xbox Series, PS4, and Xbox One, The Good Life for PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC, and Story of Seasons, Friends of Mineral Town for PS4 and Xbox One. Also, just to mention, The Good Life, uh, Back for Blood, and I think there was another one in there, are all going to be on Xbox Game Pass. Isaac, any games of these enticing you? Oh, Back for Blood. Back for Blood looks real good, especially, you mean, like you said, it's on Game Pass, so I'm definitely going to play that. Metroid Dread, I might play it, um, or I might pick it up. I'm not sure yet. Um, I really want to switch OLED, you know, but then I don't know. I don't know if it's worth it for me. Um, but yeah, Back for Blood is the big one. Disco Elysium Final Cut, like I said, I, th- I talked about it a few episodes ago. That didn't too much like the ending, but it's, I think it's still worth a pickup. So I'll check that out. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you on Metroid Dread. I might pick that up. I'm not going to pick it up now. I've never been a big Metroid person, but it just it does look really good. So like I'm yeah. considering picking that up. Back for Blood, I'm right there with you. Uh, I loved uh, the the betas. Um, it's on Game Pass. I'm gonna have that downloaded. I think I already do have it downloaded actually. So I'm ready to dive into it and play it. And hopefully, um, you know, we have some better success. <laughs> 
<laughs> Isaac that we did uh, during the the alphas. Uh, yeah, because uh, you know Listen, our friends our friends brought us down. That's what it is. Yeah, that's uh, just, true. Just yeah, letting you know. Um, Dungeon Encounters. I'm picking that up. Uh, that is a um, RPG from Square Enix, and that got like surprise announced at Tokyo Game Show, and then of course is surprising releasing soon. So I'm right there on that one. Um, and then yeah, outside of that, who knows? I don't know what else I'm gonna pick. But I will say, personally speaking, I love party games. But the Jackbox Party Pack Eight, this one, this one is not as good looking at least list wise as the recent ones i have i picked up seven eight i don't know if i'm gonna pick this one up i normally do though okay but. you got lucky i looked up a little golf journey it's a single player only so uh, you, golf you, i mean you get wrecked anyways it's not even that big of a deal who won the last one who won who won in golf with me with your friend? i did i did no, you didn't yes no, i you did didn't. you literally just mentioned who won the last one i did i won the last one before we stopped playing so again <sighs> took the i did took the step <laughs> <laughs> all right anyway this episode is going a little long so isaac is there anything you want to leave our listeners with i just want to let everybody know this was a smooth behind the scenes episode nothing went wrong at all top notch no issues at all uh <laughs> but yeah everyone thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode i hope you guys enjoyed it as much as isaac and i continue enjoy bringing this to you i'm one of your co-hosts jeremy culver aka darcy this has been texas's most wanted isaac campos and we really enjoy bringing this to you each and every friday stay hydrated stay healthy stay safe and as always keep on gaming we'll see you guys on the next episode